Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of His Only Vice, the film podcast where we talk about the movies that shaped us. Thanks, you guys, so much for listening. I'm having such a blast doing this. I know I keep saying that, but I really can't stress it enough. It has been truly the joy of this year thus far to get together with my friends and talk about my favorite things, which are movies and pop culture. (laughs) I have a real treat of a guest for you guys today. Um, He is someone that I've connected with recently based on our employer, I roll, Um, but we have become friends outside of that. Please welcome to your ears your soon-to-be favorite Leo, Landon Smith. Hey, Hey, Lando. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I am swell. Good. Um, Landon, you may or may not know that I love to start every app with the age-old question, what's your favorite movie? Age-old, tale as old as time. Tale as, this is the question that no one wants to answer because they're like, oh, I don't have one. And it's like, yes, you do. And then I force them to answer. <laughs> That's really hard. Uh, I know, like... Okay, so is it of all time? It can be of the now, of all time. Whatever ones, like, immediately jump into your head... As listeners know, mine is Juno. Some of my other favorites that I don't think I've revealed yet are um, I love Moulin Rouge. I love There Will Be Blood. Um, I love Moonlight. I love, 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 love this year's Best Picture winner, Parasite. Shout out. So good. Um, I did like Parasite a lot. Yes, we are Um, recording this just post-Oscar, so it's still fresh. Definitely. I feel like he swept. Like the the whole movie swept. Oh, yeah. People are addicted to Bong Joon-ho now, which, thank God. Oh, yeah. I think I have an answer for you, though. Okay, hit To me. get back on topic. Yeah, it's um, back on Trark. I'm going to go with Saving Mr. Banks, actually. Okay. Right? That is the Tom Hanks, Emma PL- Thompson yeah. vehicle? Yes. About yes. Uh, P.L. Travers, the author of uh, Mary Poppins. Okay, love that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen the whole thing. I do know that it's in like my Amazon queue or my Netflix queue, and it, I have started it. But I don't think I've finished it yet. So... That has a new, um, that has a renewed interest. In yeah, my it's kind of moody, now. but okay. definitely like a go-to. Now Love that I'm that. thinking about it. And you're also um quite the fan of the movie we're going to discuss today, which we yes, will yes, keep a yes. secret for now. But you will soon. All will be revealed soon. Hey, um, Landon, what is um, or rather, who is your favorite movie star? Ooh, um, we're getting a little feel for your tastes. One of my favorites of all times is Reese Witherspoon. I mean, like, I mean, can we just and not just movie star, but also like director mm-hmm. and producer, philanthropist, right? TV mom. star now, mom, <laughs> icon, professional badass, um, best arrest tape ever, <laughs> best arrestee, um, love. Also, I guess newfound best friend of Beyonce from all of the Ivy Park merch she's been getting. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, I saw that on Instagram. I was like, wait. Right? What? Um, we love Reese. And she's having like a really wonderful career renaissance right now. Right? Actually, like her and Laura Dern, who shout out mm. another recent Oscar winner, finally. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Big Little Lies like really put these women like back on the forefront, which is great. I know. I know. Question I, for you. Do yes. you think there's going to be a season three? Um, so I have read some stuff about it and like, of course, like a lot of them are like, yeah, we'd be game like if everyone's schedules lined up, but those are like huge stars. Like I can't imagine it's like easy to get them all like in the same spot for however many weeks, months they need to film. Um, I just don't know where they would go. Same. Also like with, with Reese doing the morning show. Right. I don't, 
see it being easy, one. And two, I don't really think we needed a season two. I don't think two. so. Yeah, I don't think we needed a season two either. But we got Meryl. We, we got, did get like, Meryl. One we of got the Meryl. most aggravating characters of yes. all time. We got Meryl back on TV. We got that <laughs> iconic scream. Yeah. Um, which was memed within an inch of its life. Love it. Um, Thriving. And the other thing I love about, to get, like, circle back to Reese for a mo, is um, how do you get that script for Legally Blonde and think, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make this person likable. Really? Like, Elle Woods is, like, so, on paper, she's so unlikable. And then, like, by the end, you're like, oh, yeah, she rocks. Because in the beginning, she's, like, so vapid and, like, mm. oh, I'm just going to go to Harvard to get a man. And then, like, you really, like, learn and grow with her. And I think that's, like, I think that movie is why everyone fell in love with her. Because they were like, oh, my God, we love this, like... Right? I think it started with that, and then Sweet Home Alabama definitely like sold it. For oh, me. can we just yes! revisit? <laughs> can we please revisit Sweet Home Alabama? The lightning on the beach. Yes. Their kiss in the rain. Mm. When I tell you that that go movie, go back to your double wide and fry something. Yeah, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> um, you, I, I bet you, I'm willing to place a bet that on any given. I don't know, Thursday night on TBS or TNT, that movie's playing. I love it. It was on TV for like 10 years straight. It's such a staple. It's such a staple. My mom and I used to watch that movie so much. That was like one of, that is, I think, one of my mom's like favorite movies of all time. Um, and I love it. So it, good. Who's the, who's the like honk in that? Not the one that, not the Southern one. but Not the, McDreamy? Like, Patrick Is Dempsey? it Patrick Dempsey? Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if I was remembering correctly. <laughs> and who's the other one? Uh, Matthew McConaughey, right? Is that who it is? I don't know if I'm making that up. Wait. Check the receipts. We're going to check the receipts. Um, We're going to have a producer look this up. And by a producer, I mean me. (laughs) Um, And then what's her... I feel like the one that reminds me of Martha Stewart, but isn't Martha Stewart. She's the actress that reminds me of... She's the mom. Wasn't she in Miss Congeniality as well? Like the evil one before the crown blows uh, up? Is that the mom? Am I making that up? I think you're making that up. She was in that movie about the book club too. Why... Why? Um, maybe it's just listeners this. chime in if you're familiar with Reese's like, catalog. Is it the same middle-aged white woman or, or slash getting older in age white woman? <laughs> oh, it's Josh Lucas in Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, I yeah. Know. My brain d- definitely. And Dakota Fanning played Little Reese. Mm. Which oh is, yeah, um, I do remember that. Yeah, I definitely remember that. Um, who was the mom? Candace Bergen. That one I knew. I, is that? Am I making? Oh, that maybe up? she's in Miss Congeniality too. Actually. Listeners. She plays like McDreamy's mom or Patrick Dempsey's mom. Yes, mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. in Sweet Home, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and in she is in Miss Congeniality too. She's like the judge or something. Perfect. No, she, maybe. Or she's the, the one mom? who runs the pageant, and then yeah, she's yeah, yeah, the yeah evil that, person. that, 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 that. Like yeah, she yeah, ends yeah, up being yeah, the yeah, yeah. Spo- yes. uh, pl- uh, Spoiler alert, if you haven't yeah, seen spoiler Miss from tw- You're 20 years too late, people, if you are. Sorry. I feel like this, this comes up every t- every episode. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to spoil some 25-year-old movie. Definitely. Like, I was just talking about, um, listeners may know that I was just talking about Muriel's Wedding with um, Talia, and we were like, oops, spoiler alert, but that movie fully came out in 1994, so you have no excuse. Quite literally a whole year older than me. Why is every, why am I friends? Everyone I'm friends with is younger than me. I can't take it. Get out of get out of the studio. Right Got a now. blast. Gotta go. Okay, guys, this has been fun. Um, thanks, Landon. Um, you ageist fuck. No, I'm kidding. Um, all right. So, do we have anything else to say about Reese Witherspoon? That was really like a, a rabbit hole we went on. Um, any other movie stars do you want to say before we jump into what you've brought, film wise? I think Reese takes it for me. Yeah, I'm just stick- that's, a, I'm- that's a good, right? great, love that. Simple, One and clean. done. <laughs> Simple, clean Reese. 
coming to TBS this fall. <laughs> I don't know why I'm addicted to TBS today. Um, okay, Landon, what movie did you choose to bring with us today? What movie made a real impact on you? Um, I am bringing with me the classic, iconic. The classic, the iconic. Devil Wears Prada. Devil Wears Prada. Yes, um, she does. <laughs> if you have not seen this movie yet, what the fuckity fuck is <laughs> wrong with you? Where have you been? Where have you been all my life? Truly, where have you been? Um, so just like a little bit about um, Devil Wears Prada, just in case you aren't familiar. Mm. Um, it was released in June of 2006. Um, it was directed by David Frankel and written by um, Aileen Bosch McKenna, who uh, went on to co-create Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, if you're familiar with the television program. Um, I believe she also wrote 27 Dresses, um, which is another Catherine Heigl. <laughs> Mick Dreamy is also in that, I think. Patrick Dempsey. I, or I James Marsden, maybe. I think it's James Marsden. Listen, we need to stop revealing how much we don't know about rom-coms. True, true, true. Um, they just all blend in together. They Plus, do. the straight rom-coms, like, they're just all... Basically the same plot line. Yeah, they are. They are. You know? It's all the same. Yeah. They fall in love. They have a fight. They get back together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And it's starring Anne Hathaway, Emily Blunt, Stanley Tucci, and of fucking corks, Meryl Streep. The queen, the icon, the everything. Um, It has great supporting turns from Adrian Grenier, or Grenier, however you prefer, um, Simon Baker, Tracy Toms, and Giselle Boonchin, Tom Brady's supermodel wife, is the, like, the friend or whatever, or the other woman who works in the office that Emily Blunt is, like... The shady queen. Yeah. The one... She's the one that's, like, um, she's, like, chit-chatting with Emily Blunt's character when Andy gets her makeover. Yes. And she's like, oh! Um, And I... And I... Yes, Giselle. Um, So, The Devil Wears Prada, why this choice? Um, This is definitely, like, just a a comfort movie for me. I Mm -hmm. feel that no matter at at what point in my life I've watched it or I'm watching it, I think that there's always something to catch or something to relate to. Mm -hmm. Iconic screenplay, first of all. Right? And I think there's something very um lovable about an underdog who yes of course you know like is not meant to be in this place but finds herself in this place yes. and at all of the odds are against her yet she still manages to overcome if yeah. you will yeah you know? she's like truly like she doesn't know how she ended up in the social situation and then she ends up thriving right um, and growing um i watched this movie this movie had like a um real effect on me because uh when I was first like falling in love with movies, um, I was like absolutely an obnoxious elitist that was like, I'm not watching Devil Wears Prada. Like, that's not good really? film. Oh, yeah. I was Why? horrible. I was horrendous. <laughs> A shell of my former self. Um, and then <laughs> one day it was on like maybe HBO or I don't know. I think my mom's like assistant had like put it on and um, I got sucked in from beginning to end and was like truly moved and was like oh actually like all films have um uh like some sort of merit or they're all like and especially this one because for so long i sort of just brush it aside as like i'm gonna literally choke back vomit this has like a chick flick Mm. um Mm. i know anyway yeah so i i um saw this movie one day and absolutely fell in love and um it really like exposed me to like good 
screenwriting. Right? Like it aged just so well in terms of jokes and like iconic lines and stuff. I never would have expected when I like saw the cover of like, you know, the red heel with the with little the... Satan thing. Trident, um, is that what that's called? Trident, yeah. Okay. I'm like, okay, Greek mythology. Um, <laughs> and um, I never would have thought that it would be such like a lasting presence. Cause I also feel the same way. Like if I'm, like on a plane or I'm bored or I'm like, let me watch something that like feels good. I'll just put that on. When they took it off of HBO, it was devastating. Mm. Um, mm. Because it's just so fun. And um, you like really learn something. It's not just like um, a fluffy, you know, comedy drama. It's like, right. Like it's got its ups. It's got its downs. Like you can, you can laugh at it, but at the same time, I think there's something to, to take away from it. I, I also, like who doesn't love a good Anne Hathaway makeover? There's like oh this yeah, is like there's her... so many of those on on committed to screen. Exactly, this is like her thing, her shtick. You know, yeah. like oh my god, it really is. It's she's got a name, Andrea, but she yep. also has a nickname, Andy, Andy. Amelia, Mia. Oh my god, um, you're right. She gets a makeover. Okay, Princess Diaries. This one, she, or her hair gets cut. Let's go in back to Lady Miz. Yeah, I was gonna say she gets a make down and cries, cries, cries. <laughs> Ballad after ballad. Ballad Don't get me started. (laughs) She worked so fucking hard for that Oscar, sis. Right? She was like, I'm winning this Oscar. Okay, Anne. We Right. You got it, girl. Um, but I think, yeah, it's just like one of those where you're gunning for that character. And um not to mention, so side note, you may or may not know this about me, but I was on an episode of Cash Cab. I did not. Listeners, I'm learning this with you. I'm a Bravo celebrity. Oh. <laughs> no. Just gotta kidding. Go. I do not For think a second that way. Time, I'm not a housewife go. yet. Yet. <laughs> one day. <laughs> um, but one of the questions was, what are... Bra- Bravo's first gay housewife. <laughs> <laughs> I would love the headline. The, girl, the, the first gay to transcend from assistant <laughs> to housewife. <laughs> Countess Landon. Loves. Um, so... The question was like, who are some of the most hated villains of all time? And it was like Darth Vader. Um, I forget, like the Wicked Witch was one of them. Uh-huh. There were a couple of other ones. Wait, where was this? Oh, you were asking in Cash Cow. In the Cab, yeah. 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 Um, it was like the Joker, maybe something else. Uh, and then the one that I didn't say, but was like the fifth answer. But we, it was like four. We could get four out of five, and so we got it. Was it Miranda? It was Miranda. What? Miranda. She's not a villain. That's what I said. And of Listen course, here, of folks. course, Bravo cut out all of the commentary. So I'm like, ah, okay. Um, they did not let me stand up for the for true main character of this story. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so interesting. Isn't that, that crazy? That people and it was like a, a, a poll villain. that was done in 2019 or like 2018. I'm trying to figure out who the, the pool was. Interesting. Because... Yeah. Like what? Like She's straight off of white Anna Wintour. And I don't understand like, yeah. how was that a villain? What idiot said Miranda Priestly is a villain? She's right? misunderstood. She's a business bitch. Exactly. She is um, got the life that, to borrow a quote, millions of girls would kill for. Mm. Um, which mm. is something somebody says to Andy at some point. Exactly. I don't remember if it's Miranda, but um, I feel like it's Stanley Tucci's character. Maybe oh, not. Mabes. Which oh, he's so good in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, Stanley Tucci's good in every movie, but... It, oh, I have a question, and I've, I've never looked this up. Is Stanley Tucci gay? No, he's married he's... to Emily Blunt's sister. But he just plays gay characters in everything. Yeah. <laughs> in a in lot, this, yeah. in burlesque. Yeah, that's yeah. another thing that's coming to mind, but yeah. I feel like he, he's played several other gays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's not. He um he met... I'm pretty sure he met Emily Blunt's sister doing this. Mm. And now they are together. 
Also, how serendipitous is it that Emily Blunt is playing a character named Emily? I know. Isn't that great? Well, you know they auditioned like 100 people before her. And the way that she got this, so this is a fun fact about this movie. Emily Blunt got this part because she was practicing the lines on the same lot that the casting was on. and Or something like that in a coffee shop or what have you. And um, the casting director heard her do it in her British accent, despite it being written for an American character, or like an American actress. They cast her, they let her keep the accent, and they changed the um, character to be like English. Wow. And um, so it's just, it was just a serendipitous thing that they happened to cast someone named Emily. I love that. This was, this was, I think, maybe the first movie where I got to see a good amount of Emily Blunt and like fell in love with her. Yeah. Like, I love what she did with Mary Poppins Returns. I know everybody has their opinions. Mm-hmm. I think she did I an loved, excellent she was, I job. I loved her in that. Um, there's another She movie. made Mary Poppins sexy and sassy, right? which I liked. <laughs> right? Um, she won a SAG award for Quiet Place for supporting actress, so... which was comedy, was which was, um, category fraud but right. we love her um, right she's fully the lead of that movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm excited for the second one yes also there's this movie called the adjustment bureau i don't know if you remember yes i've it. heard of that yeah, yeah yeah i don't know if i've ever seen it though it's one of my favorites she's also in sicario she's like a badass bitch in that i don't know if i've seen she's, that she's um what else has she done um i'm drawing a mage blank but she's been in yeah she's been in so much she's oh the girl in- on the train Yes. Um, and she's always great in everything. She elevates everything she's in. I think so, too. And also, she's a dancer, isn't she? I feel like she has a dance background. I mean, she must be, Mary and, Poppins. And I think like she has been. She was a ballet dancer in the Adjustment Bureau. Like she, oh, Her okay, character work. played a dancer, and she's like gotcha. on stage in point shoes or something. So Okay, Natalie Portman wishes. <laughs> um, We're all quaking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what was I going to say about her... I don't remember, but anyway, she's so good in this. Oh, um, I was gonna say that um, she managed to like snag some, some um, awards buzz and nominations, even, which actually leads us properly into our next segment, which is um, the awards report card. Which is like, I like if a, if a movie ends up Ooh. getting a um, getting nominations, I like to you know list them off. Yes. Um, it was this movie went on to be nominated for two Oscars: one for best actress and one for costume design. Best actress, of course, you know. Miss Merrill. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then it got some BAFTA nominations. Um, a Best Actress again for Merrill, a Supporting Actress for Emily Blunt, um, Adapted Screenplay for Eileen, and um, Costume Design of Corks and Makeup and Hair. And then it had a Golden Globe win for Miss Merrill um, yes. for, you know, Best uh, Actress in a Comedy or a Musical, which is the craziest pairing of things ever. The Hollywood Foreign Press is psycho. <laughs> um, that being said, I would love to be nominated for a Golden Globe someday, so I'm not trying to make any enemies. <laughs> and um, it got nominated for um, Best Comedy or Musical Picture and um, Supporting Actress for, again, Miss M. Wow. So Anne Hathaway didn't get nominated I for anything. I was just, just going to ask, do we think Miss Anne was snubbed? I don't. Because I don't think so either. <laughs> although I do think the the character was very well portrayed. Mm-hmm. I th- it doesn't really lend itself to. There's nothing flashy about it. No. Yeah. Um, Meryl's and, character definitely steals the cake. Oh, I mean, like you were saying, she's the true lead of this movie. Right. Um, do we think um, um, Meryl Streep should have won an Oscar as well? I actually don't know. I don't remember who won that year. 2006, that would have probably been... Oh, gosh. Um, what year was that? That was before... That would have been before, like, There Will Be Blood. That was in 2007. That actually might have been um, Juno year, now that I think about it. Let me, um... Wait, really? I thought Ellen that year was, like, 
2009, 2010. No, 2007 was also Juno. What am I talking about? Because oh. that was the same year as There Will Be Blood um, and No Country for All Men. Atonement was that year. Mm. Um, but I think um, the winner of 2006 was probably like Helen Mirren, the queen, maybe. Um, uh, best, which, what are we looking for? Best actress in 2006. Best actor. It was, I think it was Helen Mirren. The best the actor queen. was Philip uh, Hoffman Seymour. So Philip, Philip Seymour Hoffman. That, yeah, that would have been Capote. So yes, I'm actually, now I'm convinced. Uh, I know Philip now Seymour that Hoffman, it's um, um, Helen Mirren, the queen. That's my final answer. Um, I do not see it in this list. But I the still worst. think. The worst? No, I'm saying like it's the worst. It, it just. Oh, it's just like non-existent online anywhere. Um, oh, it was, um, I think it was Reese Witherspoon for Walk the Line. Was it? Best actor in, in... That would have been probably... Actress in a leading role was Reese Witherspoon in Walk the Line, the uh, Johnny Cash movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 2006? In 2006. What? The other no, it would, it would have Judy been... Dench, Dane Judy Dench, um, for uh, Miss Henderson Presents, yeah. Felicity Huffman for... Transamerica. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Kira Knightley for Pride and, Prejudice, yeah, Pride and Prejudice, and then Charlize Theron for North Country. Oh, so that this is the wrong year. Look up the 2007 Oscars, because the movie came out in 2006, but they always like list it by the... Oh, so actually, so then I was wrong about Capote. That was probably the year before. That was Brokeback Mountain. Best actress was Helen Mirren for The Queen. Boom. Okay, Damn finally it. we got there. <laughs> um, any Hoosier, back to the Devil Wears P, um, the D Wears P, <laughs> um, the DWP. Um, Landon, what's your favorite part of this movie? My favorite part, I think, are just the iconic zingers that Meryl gives us throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing. Um one that's like sticking out is the where she's just like sitting in the car, kind of thinking or like pondering at the end of the very the very end of the movie, mm-hmm. and she like slightly tilts her sunglasses down, and she's just like, "Go," and yeah. and like it's just that yeah. that that energy after Andy waves her posts right yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. like she smirks and then she like looks at the driver and she's like, "Go." Yeah, yeah, know? I love that. I also love um, um, that's all mm. that like icy like end of the interview definitely i think there's a drinking game for like every time meryl streep says that's all throughout oh, the movie hundo P. um my favorite moment is um um i have two the cerulean monologue mm. um mm. which i have some fun facts about and brother, my um, brother memorized that and says it like frequently as he should <laughs> your brother is now my icon my savior um, my not your favorite smith that's me Right, right. Not my favorite Smith. Um, 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 and I also love uh, the moment when she like finally lets her guard down, and she's like not wearing makeup, and she's mm. talking about how her divorce is like really affecting her. And I, I love, 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 love that part. Um, and I, th- I think the, the zingers are like the most iconic part of this movie. Right. Like, um, um, by all means, move at a glacial pace. Exactly. You know, like, me, or whatever. Or also, it is. like even. There's just one moment that where like at the they're at the ball and uh, Emily Blunt's like blanking because she's been sick and she's like sniffling, <laughs> and uh, Anne Hathaway leans over and she's like, "Oh, that's Ambassador Franklin and the woman he left his wife for. <laughs> What's her name? Like Charlene or something uh, like yeah, that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like Georgia. <laughs> Love that. Um, uh, and I, it just like kills me. And um, like the the you can see through their characters and like see into their heads, even when there's not like a, a film in uh, aside, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, like there's no mm-hmm. audio, but you can see that portrayed. And I think that 
all of those women are just fierce and fabulous yeah, and talented. Yeah, yeah, this is like about those three for sure. This movie, um, and I also love um, um, why is no one ready? <laughs> That's also during the cerulean bit. True. Um, when she's like asking about the belts and um, they're all so different. Yeah, the little then the little <laughs> chuckle um, from a pile of stuff. Um, <laughs> and then there's there's one other line that I love. Oh, of course. Florals for spring. Groundbreaking. Um, and when, uh, when what's his name? The reporter guy. Is it? Phil? Oh, um, the one that Preston. The one that she's like trying to get with, or like ends up getting with. Yeah. Um, it's um, uh, Christian. Christian. Are we talking about Simon Baker's character, the one she ends up sleeping with? The blonde one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Christian. Okay. Um, and she's like, "No, you're not Trey. Trey Desolate." <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> Yes, yes. And she's yes. like in her bustier, like grabbing yes, her stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Also, can we talk about that outfit at the very end with the little pom pom thing? What was that? What you know? Do you know what I'm talking about? She's got this scarf, and it's got these two furry balls. Oh yeah. You know, and it's yeah. like, like blowing yeah, yeah. in the wind. Yeah. Also, does anybody know how to silence a phone in this movie? I. Like that, is one, that is one of my biggest pet peeves in movies in general is like, why are their phones always on loud? And like, also like in horror movies, like contemporary horror movies, why aren't you texting for help? Why aren't you texting your friends? Like, right. what the fuck? Yeah, let's call because yeah. that's going to definitely deter like, the monster so that's ridiculous. creeping through your yeah. house. Um, so the, the fun fact I was going to share about um, that Cerulean bit is during the initial read through... Um, there was like that cerulean bit, but it wasn't like what ended up being in the script and they had cut it way down. And Meryl was like, no, 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 this needs to stay. And they eventually just kept writing it and writing it and writing it and writing it. And they made it like a full page, which is like, you know, pretty rare in feature film scripts. Right. Um, and it all stayed every word. Um, and also at that read through, she changed everyone wants to be me. Her like last line other than, you know, go right. Um, to everyone wants to be us. Which, like, I think is so brilliant because it finally, like, shows Miranda inviting someone into her life. Right. Other than, like, her granddaughters or whatever it is. Um, daughters. The ones who, you know, are looking for the Harry Potter book. Um, her twins. Her twins. Yes, that's what it is. The twins. Um, and also, during the read-through, I read that... So, Miranda was, like, originally written and, like, drafted and thought to be, like, this, like, angry, yelling-type, you know, frigid bitch boss... But Meryl thought it would be way more um, effective if she did that sort of ASMR voice that she does. Yeah. And she just, like, kills everyone with that, like, It's little, powerful. Oh, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. like this subdued bitch from nowhere. Her first line, I think, in the movie is, like, why can't anyone confirm an appointment? Right. And Emily Blunt, like, freaks out. She's like, oh, I tried, I tried. And it's just, like, it's so much more effective. It, 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 just like the that's all thing. Like, that's no all. one spins in a line like that, like Meryl. That's all. And it's just, like, so dismissive and amazing. And, oh, it's so good. Mm. So, so, so good. Um, And what's your least favorite part? I know mine, bitch, if you want me to start. The boyfriend. I think the whole friend group is my least favorite Yes. Oh, my God. They all suck. Let's talk about this, okay? Miss Tracy Toms, by the way. They're living in New York. Andy's supposed to be, like, 22, 23, like, out of college. Just out of Northwestern. Like, rising journalist. How is her boyfriend affording this apartment in New York? On the Lower East Side. Right. And affording these strawberries from Dean and DeLuca. Don't understand. (laughs) Two, 
It's like such a niche New York reference. Right. Why do they go out to to drink and like they're at this like yeah. classy dinner yeah. place and then that one friend makes And he's the an comment, aspiring chef. <laughs> right. It, right. Like you know he's not whipping up that much yeah. money. He yeah. ain't making that much bread. No, 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 no. I mean, I guess this is 2006, but even so, like every popular piece of New York media from that time suffers from the same disease. Friends, Sex exactly. in the City, like what's her face is living on in like the Upper East Side on her blogger salary or whatever. Gossip Girl? No, um, Sex and the City. Oh, oh, oh. And I famously don't know anything about Sex and the City, but I do know that. <laughs> I haven't watched, I've only watched like a couple episodes. Okay, oh, thank God. I thought I was the only one no. who had like never really seen that. No, nope, oh. never caught on. Sorry, Ladies actually, and gentlemen, we... we have found my <laughs> Sex and the City sister. <laughs> Um, um, but yes, the friends, they're so unsupportive. And also, how does the, how does the girl, what's her name? Thompson? Tracy? Oh, Tracy Toms. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, how does she own her own gallery? And she's mm-hmm. also around the same age. They're just so unsupportive. But yeah. as soon as she comes with like the the B&O phone and like the Gucci bag and all yeah. of that, they like freak out. And it's just like, yeah. I've never met a friend group as unsupportive as Andy's. Like yeah. here this, his, this girl is pursuing her dreams, like trying her best and they all just leave her. They and just as they, flee. As they rise the ranks, they like start to mock her because she like quote unquote has become the people that she used to mock. Um, but like they should be willing to change with her. They like, they like can't drop their pride to like admit that, um, you know, she's doing really well and maybe, you know, fashion people aren't that bad. Right. Um, so instead of like change their mindsets with her, they're like, you're becoming everything we used to mock together. And it's like, okay, well now you should change your view as well and support your friend. And so, yeah, they fucking suck. Unsupportive. Yeah. We don't, we don't. We, we don't, don't stand. stand Do not group. stand. No, ma'am. Yeah. I um, think that's by far my least favorite. Because yeah. that guy even makes a comment about the Club Monaco. And I'm like, I don't know. As a New Yorker living, I don't even shop at Club Monaco. Like, I, I, I no. budget. I budget. fall on a budget. Like, take me to the yes. thrift shop. Not I mean, more. I get paid and, like, my ass acts like I'm a fucking Rockefeller. But <laughs> <laughs> any other day but the second For one Friday. Day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, this movie also, um, the budget was like $35 million, which is a lot. Right. Um, but not like, you know, huge by like movie standards. Um, but it ended up grossing 328 million, which was the 12th highest grossing film of that year. Wow. So go off, first of all. Pop off. Pop off. Or a rom-com. Um, and, um, oh, yeah. I, I, uh, Aileen, the writer, has this great quote about how she's like she like insists that it's not um, that it's not a uh, a romantic comedy. It's um, is it a drama? I think she calls it um, oh fuck, what did I read about something like um, um, redemption porn or something? Or um, um, ooh, I found it. Um, she describes it as competence porn, noting that the real love story is she ends up with that newspaper having understood the world better and having understood her naivety better. Such Agreed. an interesting um, way to describe it. She was like, you know, insisting that it's not really a... Um, Romance. Rom- yeah, like a romantic comedy. It's like a um, growth letter to herself. Oh. Yeah, which I love. A twist. A twist. We love a twist. It makes sense because um, Andy really doesn't end up with much other than that the opportunity yeah, yeah. at that newspaper. That new job, yeah. Um, What's that other the designer's name? He's so cute, too. He looks like Trevor Noah, kind of. I forget. 
Oh, I don't but know. But I just remember like when they introduced him and Jacqueline, I'm like, ugh, drool. Listeners chime in. Um, we don't know. Um, <laughs> phone a friend. Phone a friend. Um, so I also was reading something about how um, um, like many designers and like fashion notables were um, avoiding making cameos in this movie because they didn't want to piss off Anna Wintour because it was like largely known that it was based on mm. Anna Wintour. So they didn't want to be like blacklisted at Vogue. Wow. Um, isn't that hilarious? Uh, but then of course Anna Wintour went on to say that she loves the movie and loves Meryl's performance in particular. Right. Um, I mean, who doesn't? But a lot of designers ended up, you know, like letting their clothes be used. And I was reading somewhere, um, it was like basically a million dollar wardrobe because of all the like designer clothes that they used. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Um, um, that makes like, sense though. Like right? it's all designer. Oh yeah. It's insane. When you've only got 35 mil. Yeah. Only. Um, <laughs> but I mean the production team did talk, they do, I have read some stuff about them being like, we thought this was going to be the end of us because um, they didn't think they'd be able to do it. Like, under the time. I mean, it only it all, almost grossed 10 times the amount oh, that they yeah, spent. I mean, it, it ended up being a smash hit, obviously. Right? Incredible. Um, but they it filmed for so long. It was like 57 days of shooting. Wow. Yeah. So, and, and like James many. Holt. Found it. Sorry. James Holt. James Love Holt. That. Beautiful. Um, you heard <laughs> it here first. Faust. You heard it here first, kids. Um, 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 um. What was I going to say about... Oh, filming. So it features many like iconic New York locations. Mm. Um, the St. Regis was used as uh, Paris. So like the hotel that they're in in Paris. They're not actually in Paris. They're in New York. Really? Yeah. I didn't know um, that. Only... But the fountain is in Paris. Yeah, but that's... Um, I think that was green screened onto Anne. Or maybe Anne went, but like Meryl Streep did not go to Paris. So the stuff that like... Uh... When she like pulls up in a limousine, that mm-hmm. was filmed like on the Upper East Side somewhere, on the Upper West I mean, Side somewhere, yeah, to make it look like they're in Paris, which you know parts of the Upper West Side do look like that. Um, but yeah, they filmed almost everything in New York, and um, only the crew went to Paris for like a little while, mm. like two days or three days or something. Um, even the, do you think even the things where she's like wandering around the streets with the Christian guy? Oh, maybe I mean maybe they went. I actually don't know. I don't remember reading anything about that. I just know the crew went for sure for okay. only for like two or three days. I was like, I, some of it just seemed like, but the, you're right. There are parts of New York that kind of are French-esque, like with the design and architecture. So yeah, like it probably wouldn't be hard to fake. Um, Christian's hotel room was the, um, the W hotel in Times Square. Mm. So they did like almost everything here. Makes sense. Yours. Also, how New York is it that Miranda Priestly, who's how old is her character supposed to be? Like maybe in her fifties, sixties. Yeah, I guess. Has children? Has like yeah, I know. Twins, like career you know? woman first. Yeah. Very very um, New York. Very New York. Because like you can't afford to raise kids mm-hmm. <laughs> when and you're I, younger. And it's, I think it's really important for like that this movie did so well for like moms everywhere because like at least where I grew up in like flyover states, like I think a lot of places it was like widely accepted that like. Oh, women have children and get married, and right. like and wherever they their career is, yeah, wherever their career and is, they bring then the kids that's to, that. to basketball practice. Exactly. Whereas, like dance. in New York, it's always seemed to have been like common practice that like you have a career and then you, then you have kids if you want, or you do both simultaneously. It's like right. it was never an either or really here. As long as I've lived here, it's definitely felt like that. Mm. I mean, that's only that's like barely nine, eight, nine years, but um, yeah, we love that. I love that you point that out. It seems like all of the content still carries well. Yeah. It, oh my God. Yeah. Absolutely. Like it, it's up. aged very well. Yeah. Um, other than like, as 
has Meryl Streep questionable. Yeah. <laughs> questionably. Um, She's 71. She looks great. 71. Yeah. Also like, laughable that she played the daughter of Cher, who is 73, in Mamma Mia. Those are yikes. We're not going to talk about those. Believe. I mean, listen. Amanda <laughs> Cher's doctor is keeping her looking young, honey. And I'm mm. sure Meryl's is too. And listen, good for them. Right? Honey um, can buy it. Yes, honey. They worked hard to look that young forever. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say about... um um. Meryl, I don't remember, but we love her. We love this movie. Yes, um, yes. Landon, if listeners love this, what else will they love? Will they die for? Will they eat up? Um, I mean, we already threw out Sweet Home Alabama, which is kind of oh my god, name, yeah, right. It's it sort of is, yeah. Definitely would recommend uh, another one that is kind of same feels or, or same concept that like it's my go to is Thirteen Going on Thirty. Uh, yes, which another has one... been referenced on this podcast multiple times. Hey, another and, um... one that like it aged well, with the exception of some technology, but um, Jennifer Garner, like America's sweetheart. Oh yeah, we love, love, we love, 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 love her. Um. But yeah, 13 Going on 30 is like a perfect example because literally she works in the magazine industry. Right. Um, fashion. Fashion. She's like the outcast that changes the game. Um, that's the first one I thought of too when I thought of, if you like this, you'll love this. Hey. Um, yeah, I think 13 Going on 30 is a great recommendation. Um, Definitely. Oh, and the other thing I really love about this movie, or the other thing I really don't like about this movie is... Um, well, it's not that I don't like it. I, just, I I think the ending would be more justifiable if her friends weren't such garbage. Like, she leaves Miranda to, like, seemingly, like, go back to her old life or whatever. Um, and, like, I, I just was, like, questioning, like, why is she doing this? Like, her boyfriend didn't support, support her. Her friends didn't support her. Um, I guess it's just um, because she didn't want to be wrapped up in all of that, but... I think it speaks more that she left because like who has been able to be invited into this circle of Miranda Priestly? Like no one. Right. So this nobody from yeah. Nowheresville, USA with bangs walks in <laughs> and she's like, I, got I, I did it. Like, it's not that I can't do it. It's that yeah. I don't want to do it. And I value myself oh, sure. more, yeah, you know, yeah. and that's that. yeah. more of a powerful message and more of a move yeah. than just sticking with it and like living happily ever after. Love that. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I've been convinced. <laughs> um, but you're right. Like, honestly, she, it's harder to believe because of the fact she has no support. Yeah. Like, and you're like, that's you are all she has quite left. literally the shittiest people I know. Yeah. Yeah. I think she just I like, think I, <laughs> I think she needed to prove it to herself. And then after that, she was like, okay, yeah, I do have agency and I'm going to go do what I want to do now. Right? I'm going to go be my own boss now. Um, which, you know, she doesn't end up being, but I can imagine that Miss Andrea becomes the editor of some magazine. Right. Somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. Because exactly. of what Miranda taught her. And we get that delicious line about, um, how Miranda gave her a reference as the most disappoint, the, the biggest disappointment she'd ever met, and you'd be a fool not to hire her. Right. Love that. Um, Landa, do you have anything else you wanted to mention about this delicious treat of a movie? See it. Watch yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, come Rewatch on. it. Come on. If you haven't seen it, what is going on, right? you guys? Um, everyone I know loves it. Um, I don't 
think there's anyone in my life that hasn't seen it. Right? Um, and if you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor and see it. And like watch it's it. so good. Such a pleasure. Do pay the three ninety nine to rent it on Amazon <laughs> or whatever it is. Right? iTunes. Um, Find it on an FX on Friday night at six thirty PM. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, that's where you'll find Sweet Home Alabama. So maybe not. Um, anyway, um, Landon, thank you so much for joining me. It's a pleasure. Always. About the Devil Wears Prada. Prada. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, let us know what you think about this movie. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Kiss, kiss. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye.